Hi there. I'm still finalising plans for what is going to be the most epic I love real estate year in history. But just quickly, here are the five most important trends that I'm going to be watching this year. Now the first one is negative interest rates. Well, other countries have already got them. Will we end up with negative interest rates? I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen throughout the year, or even next year for that matter. But I do expect that interest rates will remain low for quite a long time to come. And I think they're going to go into a slow grind down. It's not hard to find interest rates with a one in front of them right now. You see, the banks are getting their money from the RBA, the Reserve Bank of Australia, through TFF, or Term Funding Facility. So basically, the RBA says to the banks, rather than getting your money from capital markets overseas, you can get it from us at practically nothing. I mean, interest rates right now are at about 0.25%. And then you're gonna lend them out to the people. But the thing is, the RBA sets the price, but there's nothing to stop it going any lower. The RBA is simply printing money. I mean, it's printing money anyway. It's no skin off their nose. So as long as they're getting enough interest from you to make a profit over and above what interest they're paying the Reserve Bank of Australia, well, they're happy. So that's how I see the next few years playing out from an interest perspective. Number two is money printing madness. It's gone crazy. In the last six months, they've printed somewhere around $100 billion. Now that's a lot of money. And they're using this to basically buy government debt. The government is effectively lending money to itself and it's free. <laughs> There's no end. This is getting very, very interesting from a political perspective. It came up with uh, basically trillions of dollars to fight COVID. Why can't it find the same amount of money or even a lesser amount of money? Just a few bills to save the reef, to build a wall? Yeah, let's probably not do that. <laughs> or connect the capital cities with high-speed rail. There's lots of projects that it could be spending money on. So how do we come together and make these decisions? Politics is a completely different thing as we move into a post-COVID reality. Number three, and that's the trade war that we seem to be having with China. I've written a lot about this recently, but this reordering of trade and geopolitics, well, we're not done yet. I expect it to come out in the wash and there will be winners and there will be losers. But it's going to continue for quite some time to come and it's getting a good old shake up. The structure of the Australian economy will look very, very different on the other side. Number four is work from home and regional rotation. I think work from home is probably here to stay or at least partly. It's been here long enough and in the shadow of COVID, but you know, it's cast a future. It's going to continue. It's going to be here for the long term. Businesses will start to, to build their business around some permanent plans where there's flexibility in the workplace. This has a few interesting implications. I think the outlook for office space is going to be a little bit shaky. As large firms rationalize how, how much office space they actually need, what floor space can they actually fit into these days with part of their workforce doing part of their work from home. I also expect the boom in regional hubs. Now this is already kicked off in the second half of last year and I expect it to continue. That creates a headwind for some capitals, but it creates an absolute soaring market in some of the peripheral areas, in some of the more affordable areas. Because affordability, particularly in some capital cities, 
is extreme. And the fifth one is the truth is dead. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Long live the truth. <laughs> As the chaos of America um, shows us, we're living in a completely different universe now. Our media feeds, well, they feed us stories that they want us to see, the angles that they want us to see. The idea is collective, agreed. What is the truth that we want to actually put out there? How do we meet the challenges of our times if we can't agree on whether black is black and white is white, or this is true and that is not? You know, the authoritarian societies and, and uh, countries like Russia and China, they don't have this problem. Now, I'm not saying we should all become communist, but they don't have challenges that the democratic societies have, just like ours. Can we find a way to incorporate everyone's differences? to allow and even celebrate differences and still find a way to get along. It makes sense to do all of this, but how are we gonna get it done? Don't underestimate the size of this challenge. And what happens next in the next 12 months is going to be very, very interesting, particularly in the freedom living nations like we're in. Will they succeed or will they fail? exciting times. I think I probably need to, to say a lot more about all of these topics and I'll do that as the year rolls on. But make no mistake, this is a very, very exciting time to be alive.